Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. On this episode, I'm talking to a woman who's taking canine gut health mainstream. For years, investors, retailers, and the press just didn't get it. But she's stuck with this business and now it's taken off. You'll hear how she markets a product that's both fun and practical, plus inspiring advice about never giving up. Meg Meyer is co-founder of The Bear and the Rat, Cool Treats for Dogs, a company that makes gut health fun with their frozen yogurt and frozen goat milk yogurt treats for dogs and cats. In a past life, she was a reality TV producer and worked at an ad agency. Now she's a dog mom and a mom to two human boys. <laughs> hey, Meg. Hi. How are you? Good. This is super fun. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to talk to you. Uh, some people might recognize the bear and the rat because, well, first of all, you have such a distinctive memorable name, I think, for your company. And they yes. might have seen you on Shark Tank on ABC. I've definitely seen the episode. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I know that was like a while ago now, but they run those reruns like all the time. So for some people, it's like you don't really know when they were on. So I would love to hear about about that experience. Like take us back to the early days of the bear and the rat when you were just getting started. And how did you end up on Shark Tank? Yeah, great question to get us started here. So yes, that was back in 2012, which is absolutely insane. Matt and I came up with the idea for the company back in 2010. And we that summer, we basically conceived it at a farmer's market. And then we kept selling out and we were like, okay, we're going to make this real. So, um, you know, the next year was all about selling locally. Um, we obviously both had day jobs and all of that good stuff. So we were selling locally as much as we could while we were working full time. And then one day we received just a random email from a Shark Tank producer. And he basically said, hey, have you heard of Shark Tank? And we were like, uh, yeah, hello. <laughs> and so because I had been a reality TV producer, I knew that it was right. very possible for you know producers to reach out and to find people so he had seen us on some random website and basically thought we would make good tv and asked us to apply and that was crazy because when he came to us we literally had to do this giant application and a video and then we had to be out there in two weeks and tape so clearly this is in the early days we didn't know anything about anything we really didn't understand the business because a frozen business is really really tricky. If you don't know what you're doing, it's going to take many years to really understand it because distribution is hard. The supply chain is hard. Basically everything about it is hard and expensive. And so we didn't even really understand all that. So two weeks to prepare was really stressful. <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, oh my gosh. But yeah, we went out and um, we didn't get a deal. I mean, we had only had $30,000 in lifetime sales at that point. But it was a really good experience because mainly it allowed us to, well, first of all, we did get an investor 
from that. So that was awesome. Like someone it, saw you on the show and called you afterward and was like, I love this. Yes. And he's still our partner today. Like we absolutely love him. That happened at the end of 2013. So that was amazing because that allowed us to both go full time and really start to get distributors and distribution. And the Shark Tank thing really helped us to shore up that we were not just some fly by night crazy company, but we were on Shark Tank and it allowed distributors to kind of take a chance on us. So that was an amazing thing because we we are frozen. We really never sold online. So we Mm -hmm. didn't have like the Shark Tank effect. However, like you pointed out, we still are, we still see air on CNBC like every six weeks. And that's amazing, you know, for our social channels and just for marketing and advertising in, in general, you really, you, you could buy it, but it would be really, really expensive. And right. you get your money's worth from yeah. going on there because it's still running like 10 years later. Yeah, it's insane. So yeah. Yeah, that's good. We still we don't really even put it on any of our marketing, but we love the show. And um, it was really an honor to be on it and very cool part of our history. So okay, I want to ask you like, off the record, even though we're recording this. (laughs) 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 But just pretend Um, girl to girl here. So I watch (laughs) Shark Tank all the time. And I feel like the sharks never like pet products because there have been yeah. so many good pet products on there and they they rip them to shreds and yeah. and they're awesome brands so like how did that kind of impact your experience on there yeah well i would 100 percent agree with that but here's the thing and i'm gonna say the bias goes much much deeper than shark tank it really goes all the way to the the food industry. So gosh, I'll reach out to journalists and say, you know, we're going into Whole Foods nationally, like all of this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, you're a dog product. We can't write about you. And it's like, but it's the same distributors that your natural foods people have, the same retailers. Why can't you write about us? So I think there's a huge bias in the industry in general about pet products, which is really insane because it's, such a huge, you know, industry. So I, I don't know, it's something that we've talked about a lot. And some of the journalists are super flippant about it. And they're like, well, you know, why don't you start your own trade magazine? And I'm like, <laughs> do you really want to do that? <laughs> That's not the answer. <laughs> you could be a fat leader. And I'm like, well, you know, we could, but I don't think we're going to put our energy into that. But I do think there's a really big niche for great pet brands who really aren't getting the attention that a lot of other natural foods are getting. And I think it's BS to be quite frank. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that like there's kind of a shift happening and, you know, I, I see it in myself I, as I've been learning more about like my dog's nutrition and just natural products and things that don't have extra chemicals and all that kind of stuff, I like apply it to my life. And so I think that like, I don't, I don't know if that's like the opposite of, of most people. Um, but my dogs always come first, you know? So like, I am like buying all this like great, wonderful, natural stuff for them. And I'm like, Oh my God, but I'm using like shampoo that has so many chemicals and I'm eating like this and that, whatever. Um, so I think there is kind of like a shift. It doesn't matter which direction it it happens in, but people are just, you know, treating their dog products exactly like 
their people products, you know, and like I buy a lot of things that I can share with the dogs too. Mm -hmm. I love having like shareable products. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. No, that's very true. So one of the biggest trends in pet is pet products that follow human trends. Mm -hmm. And so it's constantly written about and it's definitely uh, something that's happening. So yeah, I don't understand why the media is still treating the pet products kind of like a redheaded stepchild. I think things need to change for sure. You're definitely doing your part to start that revolution. (laughs) Well, it all it starts with the dog moms, you know, So there you go. That I, I don't know. I don't get it. But it definitely is pervasive throughout the industry. And, um, you know, the more of us that there are, eventually it'll just probably start to get a little bit more mainstream. But it's it's very bizarre to me because I think of ourselves as a natural foods brand. I really don't think of us as a pet brand. And so because here's the thing, our product is made in a human grade facility. It's where ice cream is made. We use all human grade ingredients. So, I mean, seriously, I've tried all of the products. My husband has, we, you know, we, um, we could eat it ourselves and we do have people who like bacon and will buy it for themselves. I think that's a little bit crazy because, you know, it's a yogurt, so it's kind of tangy, and then you have, like, the bacon. For me, it's not the most delicious. (laughs) But actually, the banana and peanut butter is really good because there's no sugar. It's kind of like a clean-tasting smoothie. But, yeah, I've always thought of us as, like, a natural foods brand. And so, I don't know. One of these days, people are going to catch up. But I definitely think the Sharks... It seems the more that pet products are on in the later episodes that they have a little bit of a more open mind, but for sure in the earlier episodes, especially, so I mean, I've seen Damon John at one of the big pet shows and met with him after we did Shark Tank Uh at Super Zoo, but you know, I don't think he had any idea at how large the industry and the market actually was in the early days. Right. So. Yeah, that's so interesting. So so I'm curious, like when you were getting started, you're talking about like how difficult it was to do a frozen product and all the distribution and everything. Did you ever consider like changing the product or doing something where you add water at home or something like that? Like, did you guys ever think about changing it? We did. We definitely did. And my husband was kind of dead set against that idea. And really it was because our story kind of goes all the way back to when he was a kid. So, so tell us, ten, tell us the yeah, story. Ten years old in a scoop shop. They would go to a scoop shop every week with his family. He had a huge family, four brothers and sisters, and then a, a poodle. They would go every week, every week, Babette, the poodle would get a vanilla ice cream cone because it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> But every week she didn't tolerate it. And so Matt was always like, I wish there was a product that was like ice cream, but was actually good for dogs. And, you know, when we actually started to think about the product, which was on our honeymoon (laughs) way back when, you know, we looked at the market and the products that were out there, they just weren't good for dogs. And so we were like, okay, well, we can do better than that. But we did. We always wanted it to be from the cooler, we wanted it to be frozen. And so there was another Shark Tank product that has one like that. Actually, she came out with it after she spoke with us. So cool. 
good for her. We just never really wanted to go that direction for us personally. Um, it was that was kind of a we've been very flexible and we've made lots of changes along the way, but not not with the the actual format. It's yeah. always frozen. I love that you make it so that it's actually healthy for dogs because like you said, a lot of people don't realize when you buy something that says it's vanilla, it has a lot of added sugars and flavors and things like that. So like why why are your why are your frozen treats good for dogs and cats too um but especially dogs <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we are cool treats for dogs let's be honest and we have a new line that that cats can have too but okay so um our original line, which is a banana and peanut butter, a bacon and peanut butter, and a pumpkin and cinnamon line, um, it literally starts with a yogurt base. Um, and what's new, we've literally just innovated this treat, which is crazy. So we are innovating and we do, you know, even though we've had this formula a really long time, we've just taken the probiotics out and we've added something called Optigest by Inclover. So Inclover is a really respected, amazing company, a uh, female founder. She is a biochemist who has developed all of her formulas in-house. They do clinical testing and research on their products. So we've known them forever. We really believe in their products and they have this cool line called Optigest. What it is, it's prebiotics, with four plant-based digestive enzymes. And the whole idea is that that works with the pet's native bacteria, so their native probiotics. And it really helps with healthy stools and less gas. It helps with a whole bunch of other things too, like for cats, hairballs and issues like that. So it's kind of cool. So we've completely taken like a 180 from our approach and really, it's because of more research that we've done. You know, when we came out with this product, we thought, yeah, like this is the probiotics, the yogurt, like this makes complete sense. And then the more we met people, the more we read things, the more we were in the industry, we were like, you know what? This is actually a better format for the pets. And so we're really happy to have um, this. Now, it's hard to educate. It's really hard. People are always going to think that probiotics are in it. And we're going to really start doing a lot of education about it. But, um, but it's hard because people don't even really understand the basics of probiotics to begin with. And I see people like in general, you know, like there's a mass bunch of people that don't really understand how it all works. So it's really cool. Like we're super excited about that. And then beyond that, it's just really clean, like, you know, real bacon, real peanut butter without xylitol or salt or any, literally our peanut butter is peanuts crushed. And yeah, it's just a clean ingredient with, I think it's seven ingredients that we use in all. So, um, that's awesome. You know, yeah. And yeah. talking about like um, mirroring pet products and human products, I think that there's some, I forget what it is, but I've seen it in the freezer at Target that's like five ingredient human yes. ice cream. Oh, yes. I do know what you're talking about. I'm trying to think who that. Yes, but totally. I yeah. mean, really, we've done our hardest to make, to use as few ingredients as we you know, can. Now, of course, our product is frozen. So we did have to add a little bit of a stabilizer so that it doesn't just 
completely fall apart and get melty and all of that. And then we do have our goat milk yogurt too, which is a brand new line for us. Um, that is for dogs and cats. And um, it also has the Optigest. So we always added the Optigest into that one um, because it was a new skew. And then one of them has coconut in addition, and then they both have cinnamon, turmeric, and ginger. So wow. they're just yeah, we're super excited. It's a great line. You know, frozen frozen space is tight, so we're still working really hard to get freezer space for that line. It's such a good, good product, so I'm hoping that some of our bigger chains will bring it in soon. We have a lot of interest. It's just a matter of yeah, kind of, you know, with freezers they have to do these whole reset dates. And so they take like the stuff that's not selling out and put in other new stuff. So sometimes it's not as quick as you'd like it to be. Yeah. But yeah, we're super excited about the line and we're working on some additional lines for the future, which is cool. And they are frozen. We're kind of, so, okay. Back to your question about like different formats. We did come out with a freeze dried yogurt back in the day and we had to discontinue it because our retailers really just, I don't know if it was a little early yet or what, but they just didn't get behind it like they got behind our other products. And so we just weren't selling through the quantities that we thought we would. It was it was an awesome product. Like we loved it. It was basically freeze-dried yogurt bites for dogs. It was very cool. But yeah, all of the lines we're looking at are frozen still. So I don't know. We're kind of sadists or something. For- <laughs> it is. It's insane. But you know, throughout all of the years, we finally do have this amazing facility. They're actually partners of ours and they're so great. It's a family owned ice cream facility and they care about the products as much as we do. So, you know, we all came approached it. They, um, they said, yeah, of course it has to be real ingredients and not flavors. Like that's how we approach our ice cream, you know? And so that was a really cool thing to hear in a partner because you definitely want to have like-minded values when you're working with someone, especially in that capacity. So we're really lucky as far as that goes. Cause yeah. we a facility, like the facility we were in before we basically were hand packing and hand labeling and doing all this crazy stuff for years and years and years. And so we're in a much better place now, which is really exciting. Yeah. And set up to keep growing. Sorry to interrupt the interview, but I would love to see what you're doing while you catch up with the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player or snap a selfie with your earbuds in, bonus points if it's on a dog walk, and share it to your Instagram stories tagging me at tmystic. I'll keep an eye out for mentions and I would love to give you a shout out from my own account. Okay, now back to the episode. So, yeah. so you talked a little bit about like the education part, you know, a lot of pet owners don't even know about why probiotics or yogurt or goat's milk could be good for their pets. So what have you found is like a, a good way to get the word out to help people discover your product? Is there some kind of marketing that you're using or do you find you have to be like in person at an event telling, giving people samples or telling them about the facts of the product, what has been most effective for you? Yeah, good question. So we've kind of done a little bit of everything now throughout all of the years. When we were first really getting started, and this is before we had human kids, we did a ton of demos all the time. Like if you look at the picture of us on the box, 
my husband's in it. And how, this is how he appeared in shows um, on Shark Tank, too. But he's in a soda jerk costume. And he would literally go to, to Dallas as a soda jerk for dogs. <laughs> funny and he would like be scooping out this product for them and yeah that was good but at the same time people with pets and sampling it could be weird because at events and stuff first of all dogs can be very skittish you know and that could be really hard so right now we're finding um coupons are really good Coupons are great so mm-hmm. getting them to our retailers to distribute in a way that just makes more sense um, is really helpful and also we are very um, uh, strategic about our social media we do work with influencers we do um, a lot we focus a lot on our content and you know it's hard we we don't do as much education as we probably should and that's going to start we're going to start changing that but um, yeah, I mean, I find a lot of people are attracted to our product just because they know, wow, that's a fun product, first of all. You know, it's like, ah, oh, it's like dog ice cream. It's cool. And then they look at the ingredients and they're like, oh, okay, so it's clean label. So, like, that's kind of, with for a lot of people, our main point of entry. But then we do have some amazing retail partners who help, you know, if a dog comes in and says, my dog has diarrhea. What do I do? We have a lot of retailers who say, take this goat milk yogurt and give it to them once a day and yeah. you know, everything will be groovy. So that's always really helpful too. To have. Yeah, because it's a it's a, not just fun, but also practical. Yes. Mm-hmm. The retailers who we do, re- we do educate a lot on the retailer side and really, you know, it's hard because there's constant turnover, mm-hmm. but it's all, it's just money well spent. Um, I think because, you know, they're really getting the customers who are asking about a specific issue and then they're able to say, Oh, well you should try this. And that's really great. Yeah. So. It's awesome. So, so over the years, you've tried all these different things. I, I heard, I've been told that you almost went out of business a few Ooh. years ago. And so, you know, there, you're, it's always a learning curve in any business that you're in. Um, but now, not only are you like booming, but as of today, you're being distributed in Whole Foods stores yeah. nationwide. So you've really turned things around. Like what was, what was the key to that pivot in your business? It, okay. So it's always been manufacturing for us has always been the thing that's held us back because we were just, when we were hand packing and all of that, we were literally calling people all across the country for years. I'm talking like two years straight. I have a whole spreadsheet of all these people that we've talked to and we just kept hearing the same things. I mean, it was either, well, we're at capacity or we can't produce a product like that, meaning um, a novelty product in a cup, a small cup, or the bacon is an issue, blah, blah, blah. It was just over and over. We just could not get anywhere. And so I finally took on a full-time job and Matt was like, he literally called Publix, which is a retailer in the Southeast. And, you know, he called them because he had worked, he had lived down in Florida. He loved that store. He knew that they carried our competitors. And so he finally got the right buyer on the phone, was able to make a um, meeting when we were down at a trade show. And yeah, like basically we decided to sell into a big store without having the manufacturing in place. And then we went and once they said yes, you can have, we're going to give you space for these two SKUs. 
that's when we started calling people again and saying, hey, no, we actually really need manufacturing now because here, look, we're in public. So um, so you almost like threw in the towel, like you got another job and were like, well, I guess this isn't going to work out. Matt basically carried everything for that year, which was insane. And then as luck would have it, what's crazy is I was laid off and we kind of looked at things and we were like, oh, like we're actually doing well. Like you could go back. We we didn't even really know because Matt was doing everything from the books to, you know, and he just didn't have even a minute to stop and look and, you know. Reflect on things, yeah. So it was, I think he still has a little PTSD from that year. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, like it's, um, today's a really proud day for us to be, you know, to go from where we were two years ago to where we are now. So um, it's, it's really exciting. Yeah, it really is. So, so. you're in, you're going to be in all the Whole Foods yeah. stores as of the air date of this show. Um, people can just go to any Whole Foods. Yes. And buy some doggy ice cream. Yes. And what's even crazier about that? So we were kind of teasing it this weekend on social media and someone in Hawaii posted. And I thought maybe she was in California for the weekend or something. I'm like, where did you get that by chance? And she's like, Honolulu Whole Foods. And I was like, holy, because I did not realize that that was going. I thought maybe like some stores here and there, we wouldn't make it because of logistics. Because again, frozen, we weren't like shipping to Hawaii. So they must, I don't even know how they're going. there. must be going from California, trucking it down. But I was shocked that it was in Hawaii. So, cause we're not, we're not in any, none of our pet distributors go to Hawaii with frozen products. They do with like shelf stable. So for us, that was just, we were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So yeah, that's so exciting. So yeah. does that mean that like Whole Foods helps you with the dis- distribution? You just kind of like yeah. get it to them and then they figure out how to get it to everywhere. Yeah. So we literally sent it to 14 warehouses across the country that they pull from for all of their stores. Wow. And then now Whole Foods is owned by Amazon. So they know how to get things places. I know they do. So yeah, it's, I just can't even tell. Like, so if you go back full circle back in 2011, when we were literally, we had full-time jobs and we were distributing it locally. So we would distribute to Whole Foods locally. We were in a lot of Whole Foods, but um, first of all, it was with a pint, which is our first product, and we discontinued it because it wasn't the right format for this type of product. Um, Very hard, not easy to scoop type of a thing. So it didn't sell great, but also it's just a totally different level that we're selling at now. We're not literally filling store by store we're filling nationally. So it's just, it's a total game changer. And you guys, when you see it there, you're going to freak because we have like a whole shelf. It's really exciting. I just can't even, we didn't know that until like half an hour ago. And I saw like the first picture and I'm, I'm pretty psyched. I'm so excited for you and I can't wait to go see it. And I gotta say like, way to hop on. So when we talked to the national whole foods buyer back in 2013, that guy talk about like thinking pet products were bad. And I mean, when we started talking about canine gut health, I remember he rolled his eyes, he had his hands like crossed. And then I, it's like a 360 with this female buyer who is absolutely on it. She gets it like, 
no explanation really needed, you know, so it's crazy. So I guess the moral to that story is for the entrepreneurs listening out there. I mean, if you stick with it, things can definitely change. And sometimes a no is a no for them, but then it can be, it's just a no for right now type of a thing. And, you know, later it will happen. It's so. amazing what can change when a new person comes into a position. Um, you could have, you know, a whole new relationship with that company. So never give up. No, absolutely insane. I mean, seriously, you could tip us over with a feather about <laughs> with what's happened. So hey, that's so exciting. Well, so yeah. tell everyone where they can find the bear and the rat online and how to tag you in their photos they take at Whole Foods. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Okay, so coolchiefsfordogs.com. We have a store locator there. You can just pop on there, put in your zip code, and all of the stores near you will pop up. We also have that. That's in our bio on Instagram, which is instagram.com, and it's the bear and the rat is our handle. Yeah, so we would love to interact with you guys. We absolutely, um, social media is one of the best ways for us to stay in touch and, you know, get feedback and really understand what's happening with our product and how people are using it. We see some crazy cool things that people do that we never would have even thought of, like people giving their dog a cup of yogurt while they clip their nails or yeah. while they are taking a bath for dogs that are super freaked out by water, you know, things like we just wouldn't have I really conceived of. And then we see our customers using it and it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was so exciting to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.